Welcome to part two of our conversation with Zeleny Stewart, where we talk about how bad it feels to play Sonic 06, but how good it feels to talk about why it feels so bad, and a bunch of other stuff. It, it's good. We had a good time. You can find part one in the podcast feed, and part three, the final concluding chapter, uh, should be out soon. So, please enjoy episode 18, act two, Control. And the thing I was going to say earlier about playing it for the first time, if if Caleb had not been sitting next to me, and if I didn't have your piece for context, approaching this game today, I would have stopped playing it during the first level. Yeah. Like, and I'm I'm a bad person, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also just like, I, I just started playing. And I was like, no, why is it? Why is it killing me so much? Yeah, I, it has not set up a story that I care about yet, and I also so, don't. I don't. It's just super, super frustrating. Okay, so so should we, should we talk about the gameplay a little bit? Is the thing with at least with Sonic? sure? I, yeah. Okay. So the thing about about Sonic's gameplay, I guess like, like, and this is kind of this is like a way entry point, I guess, into like the wider game of the whole. But like the thing, the thing there, I think there are a couple of things to understand about the way Sonic Six plays, especially in terms of Sonic's game. Is that um, the first thing I understand is that the game is identical to Sonic Adventure, um, like the game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, it's almost like a really bad tribute game. I was playing it yesterday and I realized this that the game is like this really weird, strange like tribute game to a lot of other games. There are parts of it that are identical to Sonic Adventure. Yeah, it's there got are a lot bosses of- in Sonic that are kind of identical to Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Um, there are levels that are like really straight references to Sonic Adventure levels. Not Sonic Adventure Two, just Sonic Adventure. It's mm-hmm. like really weird, you know. Um, like Flame Core is just like a Flamecore is just like a turning on um, Burning Mountain and like, you know, the last level is just um, where you're like flying in the egg ship and the egg thing comes. I mean, it's kind of like a, it's pretty much almost identical to the last level, the egg viper in Sonic Adventure. Um, he even says the same things too in the level. It's oh, super, weird. Super strange. Yeah, he does. I'm pretty sure he says this. I think he says, get a load of this, <laughs> and, and, you know, get a load of it, you know? Yeah, um, weird. Yeah. And so like, there's, you know, so like when it comes to that ton of stuff, the game is like super it's like really really and that and that helps contextualize sonic's story too which is i think why i bring it up is that yes. the fact that like like sonic sonic's story is like so empty and so shallow and you know the the i guess the sort of the design concept of a lot of his levels are also like really shallow too yeah you know if you've um, played some of the earlier games you've almost played this game before yeah yeah oh yeah you have yeah 100 yeah. that you have so and again that's another opportunity to go like what is why am i here like why that's the question i kept asking myself as i like tried to do what um caleb was calling them mock levels is that where, where you're like running forward yeah yeah, yeah. um those are really, yeah they're like really hard at first they're really, they're really awful they're really really terrible and, and it's uh-huh. so hard to like you're just trying to read the obstacles that are coming up and position yourself very gently to keep going straight more or less and like it's super super tough uh and i died so many times on the first mock level and then had to replay the level preceding it to get back to it to die again and this like very uh, 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 brutally aggressive kind of old video game style of like try all the way again and I was like no if I have to keep <laughs> starting over I don't want to do this yeah but I but you are able to figure it out but the, but the, the thing that it, it, it keeps the game keeps giving you or kept presenting me with the like are you sure you want to keep doing this Mm-hmm. question and the answer for me being like not if i don't have to but as i persevered and continued to do it i did get better at it i did there were some of the later levels i did beat all the you know complete 
all together with a good ranking without dying once. Like you can learn to play the game. Uh, and I made the joke. It's like uh, it's like learning to take the SAT, which I don't uh, <laughs> attest to that you learn to take that test, but don't actually learn anything in order to do better at it. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a good metaphor for it. Yeah, yeah. but that <laughs> it, but that there is a satisfaction in overcoming it. Mm-hmm. Like that you are like, oh, I, I thought this thing was impossibly broken, but it turned out even in difficult like I can still do this. And the way that I see it is that the game is like impossibly broken, and every single time I beat a level, I just feel like, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, you know, there's like, an... I, I just I just got through something horrible, and I only have a little bit more to go, and so like I never felt it, it like the game never made. I feel like the game never made more sense to me when I beat through levels. I just felt lucky. Yeah, you feel <laughs> relief. Like I felt like the, the, I carried tension in yeah. my body the whole time I was playing it. That was never. Like, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, good, I earned something or, oh, I did good. It's just like, I survived. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's the, yeah, no. the just the grip of, like, please don't let me die again in here. I only I don't have any lives left. And, oh, no, it's a mock level. I don't want to replay those two levels again. But that made me focus in a way that very few video games have lately. Yeah. Where I did, like, toward the end of Sonic Story, one of the later mock levels, which isn't one of the tougher ones. But I, I, I had no lives coming into it and was like screaming at the television like how could you do this to me (laughs) like why would you give me this terrible thing and make me start over again but i like went into the 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 yomi zone and like focused in and 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 just didn't hit anything and went whoa i'm maybe i know kung fu now like (laughs) the the thing is like it's kind of like it's kind of like reminiscent of a lot of like older like a lot of like older nes titles yeah like yeah in like your relationship to it and the way that like the game isn't like designed super well and the way you go through it is like very frustrating and like there aren't a lot of there are no buffers to anything yeah it's Um, that arcade style of like the game doesn't like you mm -hmm. the game doesn't want you to be here except that you you like you got it so you have to right like like you want to say oh you want to see the end of me (laughs) good luck is this like weird antagonistic relationship that so many video games create but it gives you the 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 point i wanted to make is that there are so many opportunities in that especially in sonic story to go what am i i don't want to do this anymore Mm -hmm. but almost immediately when caleb took over and started playing silver's story and then we finished watching the cutscenes it's like oh what's this (laughs) this is interesting yeah so there's no there's no like there's nothing very much like motivates you to keep playing the sonic stories other than that like what can i do this Mm -hmm. kind of thing and which is kind of sonic's relationship to his world almost like oh a challenge neat oh cool an opportunity to run fast and dodge stuff sure i'll do that but he doesn't have any emotional investment. You start Silver Story, and you're immediately emotionally invested, potentially, in a way that was impossible in Sonic Story, is what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Like it, b- Because it immediately offers more context for like, whoa, they're in the burned out future, and who's Blaze, and what's going on here? And like, you have powers which are slower and give you more control over the environment. And like... Silver can grab boxes and throw them with his mind and and manipulate the level to make it easier to cross and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, like, the game doesn't do itself any favors by being so obtuse and difficult to get into, but it's not surprising that people who have spent more time with it maybe have a a, a deeper understanding of it. Uh Uh-huh. As with most kind of challenging art, I want to say. Yeah. I think uh, I think there's something like a bit. Um, it, it I actually I don't want to. 
Oh yeah, use maybe I will use uh, the example. I guess the, the the thing, the way I kind of see it is that um, when a game is like extremely difficult for reasons that aren't justified, is that it's kind of inevitable that you like you understand it in a way, but that doesn't like that doesn't reflect well on the game itself. Yeah, and that's kind of like how I view Sonic 06, which is that like I f- like I understand the game in a way that like I take I take the responsibility of understanding the game in a way that's pretty decent. Yeah, but like I don't I don't feel like anyone who does it. Like, like, I don't feel like you're going to get more out of it unless you really, you, unless you intently want to. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like infinite jest, you know? Once you finish a book that long, you uh, you have to say it's your favorite book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah. I think that's a good <laughs> example. Have you read Infinite Jest? I, no. I have. Okay. Oh, really? I have. Are you just saying that? No, I'm not just saying that. And everybody okay. asks me that. Like, <laughs> later. And, and understandably. And, and that is an interesting parallel to draw. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Infinite Jest is my favorite book. It's not my favorite book. Uh, and, and But I liked it. And there's some super cool stuff in it. But for real, it wasn't until almost page 300 that I started to go, oh, now we're cooking. <laughs> like, now this is a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's kind of like it's very much a video game thing of like you need to play like like when people who like Final Fantasy tell me you need to play thirty hours of it. Yeah, to like it, and it's like, like no, no thanks, I don't uh, think I will you, do that. I'll play Sonic instead. Thank you. I, yeah, oops. but so so Sonic is more like immediately gratifying. Except Sonic Six isn't immediately gratifying. Like yeah, the first no, level not. of of Sonic the Hedgehog nineteen ninety two or whatever, the first you know two D game, it feels great immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of its hallmarks is that like wow look at the physics look at this little thing jump around look at him bouncing and bopping and running and zooming like wahoo look how fast it is like it's it's an amazing demo of itself mm-hmm. from yeah. the, from the get-go and it it has no contextual framing it's just like sega title screen game and now you're in and as we talked about before playing that as a kid i only played the first world of that game probably because i couldn't get past it but i loved it anyway whereas with this game I hated it immediately. Like, I hated being there. I didn't like moving. I fell off of stuff all the time, and I died. But when I spent more time with it, I did um, do that. And I want to clarify real briefly that I did read Infinite Jest. I'm, I do not recommend it to almost I, I, anyone. I, I totally believe you, Nick. And, and yeah, well, I, but, I, but it's not like a point of pride, and I'm not an Infinite Jest person. I totally I just want to be super clear with that. I completely yes, understand. I do have a beard and pretty long hair, but I don't. Like, I'm not an infinite jest person. There's no bandana on it. There's no bandana. I've never worn a bandana. And nope. and it's a, it's a heck of a thing, but it is one of these weird masochistic, like, things. And the, the book, the main problem with infinite jest is it's, m- like, sort of m- macho, like, look at me. I'm an amazing writer that's super yeah. weird and you'll never get at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And by the end, it becomes way more readable and way clearer and is about, like, hey, it's hard to know what you're doing when you're, like, addicted to to drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. which is what that book is ultimately about oh. uh and and it's super mo- like i was very moved by the end of that book it is actually a good book yeah but it's couched in so much like weird context and literary garbage and like obtuse writing that again it, it is i'm I, I don't know how i i haven't thought about this and i don't know how much of a parallel I'm i want to draw to sonic 06 joke. it's okay no but it's true <laughs> like it, it like there there is a weird connection there where sonic 06 has all this baggage and it is weirdly executed and mm-hmm. it wasn't and and the the difference i think between them would be that infinite jest is like i, I think even it's ultimately wallace, well done wallace looked back and was like oh whoops i goofed up a bunch in that book i'm pretty sure like but that's fine it was just a big weird thing that he made on a like it just made this huge amount of text and then they cut about half of it and then still left over a thousand pages. And it's freaking weird. 
and Sonic 06 started as this bigger thing that they were forced to cut so much stuff out of because the team kept getting cut and the budget kept getting cut and the timeline couldn't change. And I don't know. That's an interesting... I just want to be clear that I, I, I like I like lots of different things and I'm not I hate even talking about it. So sorry about talking so much about Infinite Jest. So uh, <laughs> I have a uh, I do kind of have a question. Nick and I have talked a lot about uh, how Sonic games universally to us right now appear to be about punishing Sonic the Hedgehog for the things he likes to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in your perspective on that. When you look at even the original Sonic game and you look at the newer Sonic games, as soon as you start going fast, you start losing. Like, especially in Sonic 06, your speed is your main enemy. And I was just wondering your perspective on that, whether you agree or disagree with that as a whole. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like most of that is just like a flaw. It's like a design flaw. I don't think it's like intentional to be that way. And I think it's it's a problem. It's more like a design problem where like Sonic doesn't really... If Sonic has any identity crisis, it's mostly in its design. And it's like really hard to tell like whether, what they want. The yeah. thing about Sonic in terms of design is that like Sonic is essentially like a huge big problem that no other video game has because he needs to move fast but also you need to be able to navigate really complex levels yes um and of course that's different from a mario game where you move slow and you can marry complex levels you could do lots of different kinds of things um and every sonic game has a different way of sort of navigating that most sonic games aren't very fast um Mm -hmm. yeah at least most final games control where where you are and aren't fast um in a lot of ways um so sonic Adventure 2 isn't that fast um it's not super fast um, actually, the most important thing about pretty much every adventure-style Sonic game is that it has slow startup. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually the that's that's why Sonic Adventure feels so great is because it has such a slow startup. It takes like maybe like a second or so to actually get started speed, and when you do, you feel like at a consistent pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it uses things like the speed pads to make you feel like you're going a bit faster, and so it knows how to control the speed to make it feel like you're going quickly in the right spots, um, and also give you lots of control. Um, and then the other side of it is like Sonic and the Secret Rings, which makes you you go fast immediately all the time, and then you can't do anything. The game is almost, I mean, the game does barely functions. You yeah. Know? Has anyone played that game? The, yes. the Sonic and the Secret. Yes. I and so it. the thing about it is that you is it is it is probably the fastest Sonic game ever because um, you don't stop moving like that whole. Game. No, no, no. Yeah, no, you don't. And so, and the thing is, this is a mistake they do where they put obstacles in front of you that you're too fast to actually maneuver, and so you just run into things all the time. Yeah. Um, and so that's again a problem. You know, um, and so the answer mostly to 3D Sonic is just have is kind of having slow startup, um, having mm-hmm. a slow startup and reducing the max speed and letting the different kinds of things like the bounce pads and the speed pads handle getting you to the max speed. Um, the way Sonic Adventure 2 does it is that it uses the half pipes, like in like in Green Forest and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it uses like the big ramps to give you the speed and the half pipe. You know, like that's a place where like okay, now I'm going really fast. You know, so it knows how to handle the pace well. Um, Sonic 6 is just slow. It's just slow everywhere. Um, yeah. Sonic 6 is never fast. I mean, even even the mock levels aren't even that fast, too. Like, the, the thing I want to say about the mock levels is that they're broken. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they are. I'm going to say, you know, I mean, like, they don't they don't function properly. I mean, the, I think the, the, the mock level... I can't believe they call it. The, the mock level in the, um, in the Crisis City is probably the worst... One of the worst video game experiences I've ever had. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's really, really bad. Um, and you can tell that, you know, that that... That, that whole thing is just a problem you know i mean and and the thing about it is that like it's it's the part where it's like okay here's the part where you go fast but you can tell how haphazard it is yeah and you can tell that those levels are made out of anxiety that the game in general just is not very fast yeah and you barely do move very fast and no one else moves quickly either right you know um and so the mock levels are sort of like desperate 
And you can tell that they're desperate in a design sense. And they don't fix the problem either, you know, because you don't you don't feel like you're in control because the game is literally it's like it's worse than a rails than mock levels. Yes. You're not moving. You're not just moving left and right in the screen. You're actually turning your rotation. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're you're turning Sonic's rotation on a super wide angle, Um, you know, and so like in the wave ocean level when you when you're approaching the ramp you're not level you're not the ramp is in front of you it's actually maybe like 35 degrees to you yeah but you so you have this super wide turn angle you need to like turn into the ramp like really early or you'll just hit something and you'll die yep um and that's kind of how a lot of the game is i mean in terms of the mock levels too yeah so sonic 6 is probably if i can recall correctly one of the slowest sonic games in my opinion I mean, like, it, it, it's, not, it's not exciting to move in. Like, yeah. it's really super not. You know, but I mean, there are other things, too. Like, if we can talk about the physics, I don't know if they could so Like, yeah. one of the things about... So, there are a couple of things about Sonic 6 physics that I think I'd like to mention. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is that Sonic 6 has the most rigid physics of any adventure game I can think of. For almost any Sonic game, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Sonic in the Secret Rings is, like, rigid, but it functions in its own setting. But Sonic 06 is basically an adventure-style game with physics that don't function well. So yesterday, I was playing Flame Core. You saw the gifts. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the things about... So one of the things is that when you do a homing attack, right, in every other Sonic game, after you hit the homing attack, you bounce up, right? You move upwards after you do the homing attack hit. Yeah. And then you have some, like, forward motion. But Sonic 06 is the only game where you, when you hit something with a homing attack, you move immediately upwards. And so you yeah. have no forward motion. Yeah. So if you have a, you have a level where you're on lava and you have different plates of rock and between every plate of rock is a bird or like a fire bird, whatever yeah. they're called. And you hit something with a homing attack, you don't move forward onto the platform because you have no forward motion. You just move upwards. Yeah, you and have so to hit, you the... hit the bird. You just fly upwards and then you just die oh, because have... the game doesn't let you move forward. Right, or you, you, have to, you have to hit the button again. You have to like dash forward again in a haphazard way. And the thing is like, it's not planned that way. And so you can tell <laughs> because, you, because you almost get off the, you almost, you know, fall off the end, the, the other platform that you yeah. make attack again on the second time. Yes. So you know that, that it was not actually planned that way. Oof. That it was a problem in a first draft and they never fix it. It's rough, um, yeah. You know, and that's and and there are tons of like little things like that in the game that just you know so many different things that just don't function well at all. If we're gonna talk about the Sonic story, a couple of things to mention too. <laughs> like no, because the thing is, is that if we're gonna talk about gameplay physics stuff, like I feel like like I was I was talking a couple of days ago to my friends about how like the game has like countless like there are just so many countless little things about the game that that are just so whack. That yeah, is so yeah. out of place. There are a lot of things about the game, you know, that are so so terrible. I mean, th- like like so many little points of strange bullshit that are just all over the game. Yeah, it's just countless of it. Like, and and I feel like I never have enough words to be able to articulate <laughs> that the game isn't just bad. It's not just a bad game. You know, it's just you know the game is so broken and so non-functional on so many different kinds of levels that it's just so baffling every single time I play. You know, like there's a thing where like in the level in the desert level where you're holding a lease. Yeah. Right. Where like, you know, you have to press the R1 button to generate a shield so you can yep. go through the sand, which is like, which is a weird thing because they never explain how exactly that works. I yeah. Think, right. like, why you can, why, why this, you can do this in this level, but whatever. Right. Right. But the thing is, is that if you keep pressing R1 and you keep moving forward, the bubble generates behind you, which tells you one thing, which is like a weird like game, this like game wow. development thing. But like, that means that the bubble isn't a state that sonic gets in it's just this object uh, that's just immediately when you press r1 it just generates on its position and so if you whoa. keep moving if, if you keep yeah so the, which is it, it just says okay sonic is at like 32 45 yeah so it's just generate a bubble at 32 45 uh, and then 
and then every uh, every and if you if you hold it right then we'll just keep updating the bubble position but if you don't then the bubble will just stay there and so if you just keep pressing you just keep pressing r1 you keep moving forward the bubble will just stay behind you if you keep pressing it you know it's like little things like that that just Whoa. show you how completely on a technical level how completely utterly haphazard the game yeah, is. yeah you know like uh, I mean, yeah um i was going to uh bring that around to you asking about uh that gameplay to me sort of ties into what you are talking about with the themes of the game being that uh it is difficult and full of failure and uh people attempting to do things and not succeeding at them and getting frustrated and i think this is covered in your piece a little bit but uh, i just would like to hear you touch on it do you think that that gameplay and feeling that way and being in a situation with a game that itself feels like it's fighting your ability to do it do you think that that ties in well thematically and do you think it actually could add to the effect of the story no um yeah <laughs> you know the, the, well, the, the reason is kind of i think the the most of the reason is that like at like a lot of stuff that way sonic 6 is is so buried in subtext and the thing is like it's so hard it's so hard to it's so hard to realize what sonic 6 is about if you don't pay a lot of attention to it yeah and that means that the game wasn't presented in a way that was cohesive enough to get it um, and the thing, and the kind of thing I've been on lately is that like you want like the design to like communicate themes in a way that are like really clear. And so this is mm-hmm. kind of thing sometimes where you know if a game is really hard and frustrating, then it must be about how life is hard and frustrating, which is kind of a thing some <laughs> games do, you know. But like that, that's a bit, you know, because there there are some games that that kind of try to argue that. Um, and they were that was Dark like, Souls. Yeah, well, I mean, not even just Dark Souls. I mean, some <laughs> some strange indie games too that I played that you can tell are kind yeah. of like about that, and 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 that's not super convincing you know what i mean it's a, you know, it's like, a little on the nose yeah yeah it's, it's like, like a little on the nose and, and, and sure. there are ways that are like more effective of doing so and so like yeah and so like you know to say that is always like a fun like a fun interpretation that sometimes like mm-hmm. you make with your friends or like oh my god this game is like so awful it must be about how you know things are awful but i i, I don't i def- <laughs> i certainly don't think it's that's that's uh I certainly don't think that's like intentional. No, and if it, if that works in Sonic 06, it's absolutely an accident, and yeah. it's not something that you yeah, should try to replicate. And so, and so that means that it's like this weird, and that's that's great because what that means is that it, it shows how the game. But the fact that 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 they match together in that sense, the fact that there's something similar, so that the game is just this huge existential problem. Yeah, it's this is this is game with such a massive issue with itself all the time. You know, yeah, that those things can like come together you know yeah and so like yeah. it's certainly something to like think over you know when, when you're playing it you're thinking that over too and i've had people tell me that they that they believe that it was done intentionally and such like that you know like oh, the, no. you know but the fact that like there are myths like that go around shows how that that there's something very strange about the game you know well there's a there's a difference between like maybe accepting this as part of your personal interpretation or your personal experience versus trying to write it into the intent yeah, of yeah. the author, right? And and the the authors of this game absolutely did not intend for it to be so bad that you feel like Shadow. No, but but the fact but the like, fact that it makes like a cohesive personal experience like lends to the game in this very strange way. And it and it lends to the yeah. game's impact too, right? That 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 it's cohesive in the sense that when you're playing it, it feels like wow, this game is about this this very like this very dreary kind of experience and also like this, this, the experience of the game is also awful and dreary too you know yeah, yeah. so there, there and there there is kind of a history of that dreariness in the sonic like canon like uh, sonic underground the comic is about like the dystopia after eggman wins yeah. the tv show yeah what i say comic you said comic the, t- the tv show i'm sorry sorry the tv show <laughs> where yeah it's like this everything's bad and you're trying to just persevere. And like the very first Sonic game 
kind of does the same thing in terms of being frustrating as the game goes on. Like it gets more and more urban and mechanized yeah. and like and dark and grim and Sonic's movements become increasingly constrained and you have to move ever more carefully to survive all these different pits and, and, and pratfalls. And then in the very end of that game, you're literally trapped in a box with Dr. Robotnik smashing you with pistons and you have to move as little as you possibly can so that you are not killed. Yeah, yeah. And it if, just persevere until he presents himself enough times that you can hit him and, and hide again. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that kind of thing, like, all the parts of the design kind of, like, come together, right? So, like, you see a mechanized area and also you feel mechanized, too. So, like, it feels like it coalesces well, which is why, like, that yeah. game is a lot more successful thematically than Sonic 6 is kind of the thing. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's, a, that's I, I want to think that's more intentional in the case of Sonic, or in the original Sonic. Yeah, for but, sure. And, and in Sonic 06, it's not, it doesn't go that way. No. Like, the, it doesn't get more constrained. It doesn't, it actually gets kind of easier to play as you go and you get used to it. Yeah. But they did try to structure the final boss fight that same way, where you have your moving space gradually reduced until you are given an opportunity to hit Eggman, which he has to hand you. Oh, the last Eggman fight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, the final boss of the Sonic story. Yeah. Um, where you are, again, put into a small mechanized space that you have no control over and that doesn't allow you to run around. Yeah. And you are just waiting to jump. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious to what extent... I, I, I think that... I think it's clear enough that the, that the designers of these games are aware of that mechanical friction... But I'm I'm very curious to I would I would love to talk to somebody who knows more about what they're thinking in that case. Well, well, the thing is that is that all the falling platforms are are that, I mean that that's that's a rehash of the of the egg viper fight. So when all right, the, exactly. when all the platforms fall, so like in that sense, like like I think that fight exists essentially because I mean God, I mean I guess there must have random ideas or something. You know what I mean? Like right, you know, <laughs> essentially because I mean like it's it's really bad. You know, like sometimes I think about like. I've been playing the Breath of the Wild a little bit, uh, the new Zelda game, and I think, gosh, what if they remade, like, Ocarina of Time in this engine? That would be amazing. Uh -huh. And I think that kind of dumb thing sometimes. <laughs> but Sonic 06 is a weird illustration of, like, we tr tried to make a next generation engine and then redo some of our earlier stuff, and it really didn't work no. mm -mm. Uh, very well. Uh and it, I wish that they didn't. But I, uh, anyway, I don't know. So I'm Sonic the Hedgehog hates science. It seems like <laughs> I'm like I, not him as a character, but uh, I'm I'm interested in your opinion, and I'm I I'm trying to figure out how Tails fits into this mentality as someone who invents. But like every Sonic game features a an inventor or scientist causing a huge problem for everybody else to clean up yeah and i, I don't know I've what's that about <laughs> yeah and and in this case it's like with a deal with a god and in shadow the hedgehog it's a deal with a god <laughs> but uh an alien yeah a devil but it, it always seems to be uh, sonic seems really interested in this sort of like faustian like uh eggman sacrificing all personal relationships and only hang out with robots in pursuit of being in control of the universe yeah. and I, yeah. I, I don't know well i mean well, one of the things i mean the thing about sonic in general like the wider sonic canon is that son of the hedgehog is about the sort of like the conflict between you know sort of techno humanism and so the thing that makes us human makes us natural and organic versus what makes something technologized and automized 
Um, yeah. And so, and it's also about labor too, right? Because the thing is, that the point of Eggman yeah. is that he wants to turn everyone into work, into he wants to roboticize the animals. He wants to roboticize yeah. the organic things, so they so they become his slaves, right? Yep. As in, he wants to turn people into workers. And so, it's also about work too. It's about labor. Um, it's about automized yeah. labor. And 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 I think the, the clearest part is actually in the OVAs, where you know where um, Sonic tries to save Metal Sonic, and he's like Metal Sonic. And Metal Sonic is like he slaps his head away, and he's like, "There is only one Sonic." Um, and then, and then <laughs> he, and then he drips into the lava, and that tells you something about the fact that I mean, the whole that whole movie is generally about what makes Metal Sonic and Sonic similar, and what makes them different. I'm so sorry. Okay. Sonic has always been about that particular anxiety about that when our world becomes more technologized and more automized, what what kind of humanity gets remain, and so it's a little bit about anxiety about humanism. Um, yeah mm-hmm. you know in sort of like an age of like further industrialization um yeah you know it doesn't really seem to have a clear like it, it is anxious about it but it doesn't have a clear yes or no or like direction well i, I think i think the 2d sonic games like from one to three i don't know maybe not three but at least one and two is like a clear no on it and like okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think one and two is a clear smash no. the <laughs> yeah, so yeah so smash the robots and then make the plants big yeah exactly like, <laughs> you know so smash the state just straight fast you know um yeah so absolutely one and two is i think one to two is a clear no i think the ovas is like a bit more nuanced um i think yeah and i think everything after that is i think adventure two is a bit more nuanced about it and event sonic adventure isn't like super like sonic adventure is very light and it doesn't really touch on his team super hard in my opinion um yeah but sonic adventure 2 i think is like it does it in a way that isn't doesn't like whack you over the head about it but i mean those themes are always there in the background generally so mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's certainly what i think when it comes to the scientists in sonic in sonic 06 where he's like playing with god and stuff like that you know i mean i think yeah. i think it's a really I, I think that's a really great concept i actually like that whole thing a lot um about it i liked it too i think the thing about tails and like again this is a bit of subtext right i'm never sure if, if the game understands it itself but i mean i used to make jokes about how actually i'll say it on this podcast and then mm-hmm. maybe people either listen to what they'll know, but if they don't, they'll never know. So it's like a bit of a secret. But, <laughs> but, but and so it's kind of a funny secret. But I am the person who runs SA2 Blaze. I as in I made SA2 Blaze, which was like this Twitter account that tweeted like weed jokes about Sonic <laughs> 2. And it did it. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, it has, and it only has like 20 tweets on it, but they're all like, they all like, kind of blew up. And every tweet is like, oh. where's SA2 Blaze? What happened to SA2 Blaze? Um, you know, oh, and fantastic. Pe- yeah, and so and one of the one of the jokes on that Twitter account was um, how Sonic is speaking with Tails, and Sonic is like, "Hey," and Sonic is like, "Hey, do you really need to put a machine gun on that giant mech robot?" And Tails is like, "Listen, sometimes you need to kill something, okay?" Um, <laughs> and which is like, which, which shows something about Sonic Adventure too, right? Which is that it's just, which Tails is like super militarized in that game, like Tails is yeah. like really creepy because he's like he he puts all these guns on his stuff and like he speaks in this very like you know in this very um you know sort of soldierized tone when he talks about stuff like he's a kid like his voice sounds like a kid he's but, eight yeah he's yeah eight he's, he's like eight years old but he's like i must destroy eggman like he must be defeated and stuff like he's like he's very aggressive oh, you know in, in the yeah. way he talks about things um which i thought was kind of interesting when it comes to tech stuff because he's the inventor but also like everything he makes are weapons this is something that the comics talk about too um actually yeah. partly there's a part in maybe some of the later comics, I think in the 200s, um, where Sonic and where Tails and Rotor talk about where Rotor reminisces about how all he did was make weapons um, for for the Freedom Fighters. Um, yeah, and he talks about how like he's like, wow, like I made a like you know I spent time like making guns and stuff, and that's what happened and led to Sally's death and all that kind of stuff. 
Sully dies Whoa. a couple times. It's like Dragon Ball. Um, and like, <laughs> see, you know, um, and so like, it's again, like it's, you know, this stuff with like inventing things and like making technologies and how they kind of like affect people. is like a, it's like a real thorough line to it. I think the thing about Sonic 06 is that it, it, it's tied a little bit less into techno stuff and a bit more into sort of like spirituality. I think the whole game is very spiritual yeah. about stuff. And so yes. I think generally mm-hmm. um, it becomes a bit uh, less about, you know, the inventor trying to make some new automized robot that destroys the, the you know, the trees or something. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit more about, you know, um, about trying to will something that can be willed um, and trying sure. to change something that is too natural and too, too out of our own bounds to do. And when we attempt to do it, then it actually kind of makes our lives worse. Um, and that we do it for no good reason. Yeah, and it's apocalyptic. Yeah, like all the all the major antagonists are actually trying to like rewrite time or undo mm-hmm. the world or something. Like Eggman wants to release Iblis, and whether he fully understands what that's going to do, I'm not really sure. But he yeah. does talk about like I want to release the flames and like end this world or something. Yeah, he, like, he, he says something to that extent. Yeah, he's a little bit like Elon Musk, right? Like, kind of like. <laughs> Like he wants to no because the thing is like he wants to like he's like he's like this yeah. really awful like fascist technocrat and that he wants mm-hmm. to like really so so he's like he sees this thing he doesn't understand he's like well I should clear I can clearly control this thing and do whatever the hell I want with it with no thought about right you know, its larger consequences and so he's kind of like the archetype for that particular perspective which he's always has but he's also that here and it's more interesting yeah, it- that he's that here because he's he's the game isn't about Eggman very much and so when he's like in this perspective it feels like it. He's just one part of a larger mosaic of different kinds of ideas, and so it's a bit more interesting yeah. for him to be like that, you know. In contrast to Elise's dad, I guess. Uh. Yeah, and and Eggman's a lot less bumbling in this one. Like yeah, he, no. he he definitely doesn't get his way, but he he's always there to just scoop Elise back up again, or like any any he, he's the one who like when obstacles are presented, he he doesn't get his way. But then he just gets back up again and, and, and moves back in that direction. I, I, th- I think Ingman in general is pretty successful. It doesn't seem like he mm-hmm. has a lot of stakes, which is good for him. Yeah. You know, in general, that he doesn't that, that he doesn't have everything on the line, like another media where he has, like, you know, an entire city that he's, he needs to keep afloat or something, you know. And so, like... He just has resources and ego. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah he has resources and ego. He has a whole army behind him that he can just do whatever he wants with. And so, Eggman yeah. is actually... This is a bit of, like, a little bit of this sort of, like, weird... And the thing is that this game comes out in 2006, where video games have their weird, like, dark turn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this sort of, like, Cures of Warrior-ism. And so, you know, the fact that Eggman, he's kind of like the example of like the the villains are more powerful than the heroes a bit, you know, because Eggman yeah. has his army. He has these robots that are pretty useful for what he wants. And Sonic never actually really, Sonic never actually really succeeds in defeating him in any meaningful way either, mm-hmm. which is probably right. the, maybe the only game where that happens where you just can't do it. Right. And that moment at the end where, like, you have crashed the egg carrier and he's bouncing off the rocks and he jumps up the cliff, but then he doesn't make it. Yeah. And his face falls and he's holding a lease and he's like, oh, no. And he starts falling down and the egg carrier explodes and cartoon launches him like up into the air again. Yeah. Like it's it's his like he doesn't he doesn't make it like he he goofs. (laughs) If we're going to talk about the song story, do you want to mention the part about where the egg carrier explodes and he can't save Elise? And he runs to like yeah. the end of the yeah, or like he can't. Oh, the part before the the earlier yeah 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 the first time when before he goes back in time right exactly so the first time he fails the first time he messes <sighs> up right yeah yeah like that it's it's so weird yeah it's super messed up it's super bad yeah 
he doesn't succeed the first time and then also doesn't succeed the second time. Like he doesn't save at least the Ekir exploding kind of does. Yeah. And he does sort of accidentally by being there. They but- accidentally make it. Yeah. Is yeah. the thing. <laughs> like he, 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 he accidentally does it. Like he, he just can't get, he can't do it. Yeah. It's only chance really. Yeah. It's really, it's really messed up. Yeah. It's super bad. I mean the whole, I mean the, the whole, the Ekir thing is like probably one of the more, like definitely like on the high list of like the messed up things about that game because like yeah. there's no reason for it to be there like there's no reason for right. sonic to fail in such a horrible and like, such, such an uncathartic way but they just do it anyways and so we yeah just, and the thing is because the game is so badly contextualized like because it's such a poor poorly made thing like it makes it worse because there's no mute there i think there is actually some music in that part um you know like like no because i'm thinking i'm thinking but there about, are so many scenes where there aren't yeah i'm just i'm just thinking about how abrupt it is and how yeah and, oh, yeah. yeah and and how and how much the game does nothing to set it up which is part of a lot of things that happen in the game too we when we get to other the other parts of the stories which is that yeah, it's you know disjointed like like, yeah. like they just they just arrive there and then the ship just explodes out of nowhere like there's no setup for anything you know it doesn't it wasn't because eggman did something wrong right although he clearly did something wrong but he wasn't like goofy about it or something like they didn't argue or anything and he pressed up by him like you know he just walks there and then explodes and everything just goes wrong immediately you know yeah you've and just been playing you you experience the relief of completing one of those levels and then you watch the egg carrier explode yeah exactly you know I, and you see like sonic like raise his head that he's like oh my gosh you know and it's like the only po- it was kind of the only point where i was like legitimately disturbed about something sonic felt mm. you know mm-hmm. it was like the only part where i was like oh my gosh like you know, I don't know if I felt bad for Sonic in particular, but I felt, but it was the only part where I felt what Sonic was feeling, and yeah, you know, um, it, it was, it was like really, it was, it was one of the the couple, maybe like handful of parts of Sonic was actually are actually really difficult to watch, um, mm-hmm. because he sits there. Well, it's and like, he, yeah, I was gonna say you you win, uh, you win against Silver. And then you watch a cutscene where Sonic loses against Silver, and you win a level where you stop a train from exploding. Yeah, and then you watch a cutscene where Sonic has failed to succeed at the goal that you just succeeded at, uh, yeah. in one sense. And so it's this frustrating, like even after you have fought through this game, trying so hard not to let you win it, you are then watching the character who you are invested in just by virtue of being them for a little while, having something taken away from them that you had zero control over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the thing about that, and and even the radical train is like an awful level because all the games in this level. I mean, there are like a couple levels <laughs> we'll mention later that are like not bad, like a really handful of stuff, but <laughs> all the levels are terrible. But the thing about the radical train one is that it's also kind of bad, but also it kind of helps. It's one of the more useful levels in helping sort of push the idea that Sonic has very little control, that he's just there mm-hmm. to just like mitigate things. Like he can't actually like he he's never he never has enough agency enough you know control over his circumstances. He's just he's yeah. just trying to like mitigate causes that he can't he can't fix it anyway. You know yeah um and the thing about that the least about the the ak explosion is that like the reason why it's so hard to watch is because it's really long um mm-hmm. and like again it's like it's part of like the game's failure to be good at actually presenting things which makes it worse because he sits there and then he hits the ground is really weird corny way you know not, yeah. like sonic is just like you know the sonic like the weird awful like animal mascot but now he's sitting there you know like you know with his head to the ground for at least like four seconds or something it's like yeah. really brutal you know you're like oh yep. my gosh you know that's like the weird kind of like twisty like meta dark sonic stuff you know that just feels kind of out of place because it's so it was so uncalled for at the time in that part and yeah you, you never see sonic express 
regret no uh or or actually get emotionally affected by anything in almost any game yeah where like even when he has an obstacle placed in front of him or he fails yeah his response is always like all right let's do it let's just keep going uh and in this case that wasn't sonic it, it that uh duty was given to silver the idea of saying or was it shadow uh, somebody telling him to go back in time but sonic right he's like uh, oh no we failed and it's like or maybe not because you could go back in time and it immediately yeah, it's it's silver because because he's, right. he's with silver and blaze yeah. and then silver says let's go back in time and so you have that emotional like that that heart stabbing moment of like oh oh god all of it it's it's over and then it's like actually no because this is a game about time travel but and sonic has never stopped for that long to be sad maybe ever exactly yeah, yeah, no he, he probably hasn't i can't remember a moment where he does and it's it, it, it is super weird and on that emotional cliffhanger, which, like Sonic 06, will go largely unresolved, we bring to a close this part of episode 18. But unlike Sonic 06, the best is yet to come. Stay tuned, stay subscribed, and hey, tell a friend. Thanks for listening to your two show.